0: Cool.
1: Right, so uh, good morning, Atif. So, um, would you like let's start by talking about the tech market in Scotland and how it's reacted to COVID-19? So, give me your thoughts about that. So, how did the tech market in Scotland react to COVID-19?
0: Yeah, so it, uh, I guess I guess the initial reaction was was very consistent with reactions across all different markets. It, it, it was one of panic. Um, I think, um, I think this word gets um, overused, but you know, the unprecedented times. And um, I think initially it was a case of um, because we haven't, you know, seen a situation like like COVID nineteen before. Um, many organisations went into full panic mode. Um, I think um, you know, bearing in mind that coming into sort of. Uh, 2020 and and the first quarter of the year, we were extremely busy. It was a a really buoyant market uh, with lots going on, lots of hiring, lots of interviews, and and eventually, um, as COVID-19 began to spread across the UK and and, and Scotland as well, uh, and then, you know, there was discussion about lockdown, um, a lot of businesses just put the plug on on hiring, all interviews absolutely cancelled straight away. Um, so, So, the first reaction, if we can stage atop you know stage one was um one of panic um and then stage two after the panic came and this is where i think some of the organizations really set themselves apart um and, and who were very quick to realize that hang on a second this is not a case of let's just pause everything for a, a week or two and, and, and see how things are, are going to change because this is this is potentially a, a long-term thing um and then there were a select few businesses and organisations who who were very quick to react um, and and very quick to adapt and and continued to hire, um, and 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 you know were very quick to set up processes whereby they were able to uh, attract people, interview people, and onboard people remotely. Um, so that was that was interesting. So, stage two was pragmatism on 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 behalf of some organisations, whereas others. You know and the vast majority still remained um very much on the cautious side of um well actually we don't know how to recruit remotely or uh, we don't know how to onboard people remotely and, and and we need to spend a bit of time to figure this out and and where other businesses who were in unfortunate situation they were kind of looking at right okay well how many how many cuts do we need to make and, and then came furlough um which a lot of businesses took advantage of and, um, and then, unfortunately, the, the, the sad reality that, you know, um, a lot of people lost their jobs, um, which was a difficult time, which was a tough time. Um, but I think in, in if, if you look at a balanced view of that, where people did lose jobs and, 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 and where they were highly skilled software engineers or um, testers or, you know, working in any domain within, within tech, um, the strong talent vast majority of them were able to 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 find other jobs pretty quickly because there were still organizations looking to uh, attract people uh, along the way so um so yeah i i think if you were to look at the the initial reaction of the market yeah it was definitely uh overwhelmingly one of, of panic um and, and uncertainty
1: yeah no that's that's great atif and what about how have things evolved since then would you say so if you were to to look at the current state of the market now, how would that compare to, say, I guess, six, seven months ago?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, so look, there is there is definitely an upward curve um, with, with more jobs available now. I think um, sort of the, the really difficult period was perhaps April through to July and, and maybe start of August, but certainly since then, the market has picked up, and I think there is, a, I mean, we're... Finding things uh, at fight to be to be busier now as well compared to how how it was maybe four weeks ago even, and uh, so the market is definitely on an upward curve which is great. Um, some businesses are really well placed um, to to recruit and and onboard re- uh, remotely as well. Bearing in mind also that by now a lot of businesses have had the the experience and the exposure of um, okay how do we um, you know bearing in mind that cultural fit which is. Typically, ascertained by sitting, you know, across the table from people uh, and spending a bit of time in person, and and that was a that was a big thing uh, for businesses as as they recruit people and, and grow their teams. Whereas now they've, they've had to adapt and they've had to find ways of, like, how do we engage people? How do I sell an opportunity a vision um to to someone when I'm not going to actually spend time with them face to face? And um, and many businesses have made mistakes. Um, in their onboarding, in their in their recruitment, um, but now they're they're actually better from those mistakes and, and, and are well placed um, to look to grow again. So I don't think we' we're, we're, we're at the same level of growth and, and, and the same um, uh, level of opportunity in the market um, that we had when we went into lockdown, but certainly there is an upward curve. Um, and, uh, and and one would hope that uh, that's going to continue. Um, as we go towards the end of the year and and then hopefully um next year is going to bring um a lot more opportunity and and and, uh, and the same level of growth that we came into 2020 with
1: great fantastic thank you atif um, i just wanted to pick you up on the mistakes that you just mentioned about for example remote onboarding so perhaps can you just kind of expand a little bit on that or if you look at it the other way what advice would you give to organizations assuming that now you know remote onboarding will be a far more standard practice
0: absolutely so i think um it's because it was i think that many organizations had never done Um, And it was one whereby there weren't, you know, sometimes the lead times between um, people being uh, onboarded, uh, whether it's background checks, whether it's anything else. In in normal circumstances, uh, candidates have had the opportunity and have had the benefit of actually going into offices, going into, even if it's to drop off documents and, and passports and these kind of things. And there is There is that little bit more engagement that you get as a result of this. Now, none of that was possible, um, of course, during COVID, uh, and everything was done remotely. And I think that is where you almost need to make that extra effort to keep someone engaged, bearing in mind here that, um, you know, the talent that most of these organisations are are attracting, you know, there's still a a war for talent out there. So a candidate, if they don't feel the level of engagement, if they don't feel, if they're just hearing radio silence for, you know for for many weeks and um, it can put people off it can make people uh doubt things um so i think where organizations probably need to be a bit better is um you know whether it is a a, a call over zoom and um, whether it is inviting someone for virtual um you know team team meetings and, and an introduction or whatever it might be um some ideas to to keep people engaged through the onboarding process because it can be a long time and 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 you know what if you've not had the chance to actually go in and physically see people um it can feel a little bit disjointed unless you you make that extra effort to keep people engaged um so that that is that would be my uh, advice and and certainly some of the clients that i've spoken to you know who have done well they are some of the things that they've implemented.
1: Yep no that's that's great thanks Atif. And, and looking back over the last 6 months in your opinion what are the positives that we can take
0: sure so i'll first of all before i answer that question i, I will say i don't want this to come across insensitive to to people who have uh, lost jobs people who've sadly lost lives or, or lost loved ones um covid-19 has been a terrible time across the globe um however if you look at it from a point of view of what have been some of the positives that we can take um, from, from the last six months or so. Um, and I think the increased level of flexibility shown by organisations, um, you know, for, don't get me wrong, remote working was not an alien concept in the world of technology prior to this. Uh, in fact, it, you know, many organisations um, offered remote working, flexible working, and um, all these kind of things. But I think what COVID nineteen helped do was many organisations that were in the transformational phase of, well, we're not quite sure yet how about we, how we're going to go remote. They actually had to fast track all of that and and and, and implement remote working, um, you know, very very quickly, and it it it's been helpful for those organisations to realise that actually if you do it right, um, the productivity doesn't go down. Um, you know, we can still be, um, we can still work together as a team. We can still remain profitable. We can still remain uh, a, a strong, hard-working team, and and actually be able to afford a lot of flexibility to people. I mean, it, it was fantastic to see uh, lots of Zoom meetings and, and 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 Teams or Skype or whatever, and and people have their um, their kids in them, and and it, it all became acceptable. Like, nobody seen that as. Well hang on a second, you know, are you really paying attention if you've got your child with you and, and, and or your pets with you? But the reality is everybody was in the same boat. So there was that little bit more acceptability um around some of the, you know, combining your home duties as well as your work duties. Um and and, and the flexibility was great. And also on top of that, um, you know, the, the, the ability or for some organizations to actually take stock and say, Hang on a second. If we are experiencing a bit of downtime in in in, in how busy we are, you know, maybe, maybe it was due to the certain market that they were operating in. It was a great time to to focus on self development and um, and and training and upskilling your staff. Um, so you can almost kind of see the last six months as from a from a personality perspective, and and, and I can definitely you know relate to myself. I mean. Um, I've been able to spend time with my little one um, that I just know I wouldn't have been able to do it under normal circumstances, and 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 I think the last six months has definitely taught me the the importance of um, having a, a far better work-life balance, um, you know, whilst remaining um, busy and, and and remaining productive, but at the same time, uh, sometimes you can you can. Um, you know, you can miss these small moments in life um, that, uh, that COVID-19 has certainly taught us as, you know, there's more to uh, work and, and there's more to life. And, and, and sometimes you can actually get away with combining the two together. Um, and, um, and, and, and as a result, you know, you can be, you're happier uh, and, and that's important.
1: Yeah, no thanks, Atif. Um, you ma- you made a great point about um, remote working not being an alien concept. So <clears throat> Dell's CTO John Rose, um, in an interview recently, said that you know prior to COVID, thirty percent of, of of work was kind of you know done from home. So and he also referred to um, a hybrid model. You know the the, the part virtual, part office um you know situation moving forward so would you agree with him in in that way that um, do you think that remote working will become the norm How, how do you see that going and obviously and also you know from from for tech candidates being a particularly you know an industry where perhaps remote working is more kind of suitable so to speak can can you give us a sense of maybe what you know talking to candidates what are their thoughts do they want the whole the whole shebang of of remote working or do they also value that sort of office and human interaction as well
0: so there are a few different ways to look uh, to look at this right so it's homeworking or remote working and, and having the ability to do that is is actually a win-win situation for all parties right so if you look at it from a point of view of um an individual like i said earlier on much more flexibility you're able to spend more time with with your own family less time commuting all those things make make, make a difference and if you look at it from a point of view of uh, a business a, a corporation um one of the the largest um uh, sort of um, down downfalls of, of, of having big offices is, is real estate and the money involved and the cost. It's a huge cost to have big offices. And what this has shown us is that businesses don't really need to have that it, you know in, in, in future you don't need massive office spaces because the reality is majority of your workforce probably prefers to um, to, to work from home remotely or, or partly remote, partly in the office, which means you can be clever in in, in, in how much office space you need. Um, so there's a cost element that businesses are looking at and saying, hang on a second, we can we can save some cost here. And um, so, so that's one element. And then and then if you combine these two things together with a, a huge rise recently in businesses who are looking to drive um towards being more responsible as it relates to their carbon footprint. I mean you look at Oval Group. You look at Sky. You look at many other businesses just now who are driving whether it's by 2030, by 2040 to be net carbon zero, and uh, and I think uh, take London for example, and um, the amount of people that commute hours and hours and hours uh, of their day um, to and from work, um, and 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 what is the impact of that on on the overall um, the, uh, the the green world and the green zone that we want to be living in. So. There is, that, there is that element. Um, so, everything is is suggesting towards a um, a far more, um, you know, pragmatic approach towards towards remote working. Now, if I look at, uh, you know, the other side of the argument and say, oh, I'm going to say, you know, there is, there is that absolute still the, the need in the market for that human element. Uh, take, for example, every year within technology and within other businesses where other sectors, you know, X amount of um, graduates come into roles. And and I remember being a graduate and and one of the best things and one of the best ways for you to learn was not by reading a training manual. It was by physically sitting next to people, speaking to people, learning from them and, and seeing how they work. And you can't replace that in the world of remote working. That element will very much still be there. So so I think it's important for businesses to find that middle balance. There will be some people, whether it's technology, technology in particular, I guess, and, and, and whether it's uh, in other places as well, where people actually generally prefer working uh, on their own. Um, in fact, it's a well-known joke in the tech world, isn't it, that even when developers are sitting next to each other, they would still rather um, communicate through slack or a, or another instant messaging service as opposed to their phones out and talking to each other. so there, there are there are ways to um to to obviously incorporate that and and of course, some people will prefer um working fully remotely, but I think um it would be it would be rather naive of us to think that, okay, absolutely no need for offices anymore. let's make everything virtual because I think, that would come to a. There would be there would be a huge cost of that as well, in terms of people's development, and um, that that human interaction and 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 quite quite frankly the the sanity. I mean, there's so many. I mean, I know that um, I miss the office chat. You know, whether it's catching up on a Monday and talking about the weekend's football or whatever it might be, you can't. You know, face to face. That that is completely different to over Zoom or or, or or a phone call. So so I definitely think that. And um, we can't be prepared to go completely virtual um, yet. Some people might have that preference, but I think even if you look at many organizations as a whole, there will be, it will be a polarized opinion. Some people will say, actually, no, the happy medium is something like two to three days, you work in the, uh, from home and then a couple of days from the office, something along those lines. Um, uh, and I know, for example, at Fight, um, at Morgan Phillips Group, it, it, certainly in Scotland, I think that is probably the opinion that a lot of um, a lot of us have um that yeah we can't make everything um remote but yeah you know ha- having that flexibility and, and having this blueprint to look at and say yeah it can be done and it can be done well um, is important but I se- but I certainly think that from a point of view of developing people, developing skills and, and, and mentorship and learning um it's important to still have that that you know human interaction.
1: Yeah, some some great points there, Atif. And um, in, in your kind of conversations with clients, for example, um, obviously you talk to many every day. What what, what are their kind of views on remote working long term? And do you have any specific examples of some clients that perhaps, um, you know, what their opinions are? It would be great to 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 hear those.
0: Yeah, sure. So um, what one of the clients that that you know we work a lot with here in in uh, in Edinburgh. Uh, forecast financial modeling uh they're a boutique analytics uh consultancy and um and and you know they they've had to um uh, change their op- approach completely as well because you know a large part of uh, any consultancy is the face to face time uh, that they spend with their end clients so of course a lot of a lot of their work is remote but they but they were very smart and actually one of the organizations that um that I would applaud for you know how to Find that balance between, um, uh, you know, there's a general uh, downtime with some of their clients, and 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 they use that to actually encourage their their staff to do trainings and certifications and courses and all these kind of things, and uh, and and they're a great example for um, a client who have, um, you know, there there are diverse workplace. There's many nationalities in the Edinburgh office that they have, who you know, all, all of whom are Edinburgh based and living in um, Edinburgh, but you know my origin come from different parts of the world and and how some of them are, are actually currently sitting in spain currently sitting in italy uh, even india for example um during during this time um and uh, and still still working so they are it doesn't really matter then when you look at remote working whether you are in edinburgh or not um and uh, and some of them have been able to um you know to 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 utilize this time to to be actually closer to their uh, families um but but uh, we'll still be working uh normally to do that you'd, you'd you'd have to you know take holidays uh for example so it's been they, they've been a good shining example for me and i know speaking to the director neil mcdonald and 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 the head of analytics dr paul van loon and, and and they've been quite proud of what they've been able to achieve um during lockdown where they've remained you know very busy and and uh, and and for the for the time that they weren't busy they focused a lot on um personal development and and courses and certifications you know keeping people engaged and and they continue to have their virtu- virtual friday beers and these kind of things as well to keep the morale up um but uh and there are other examples as well like forecast who have been able to kind of adapt similarly but i think they would also Share um, our views that um, yeah, there is there is definitely more of a uh, drive towards being able to work remotely, but it, we're, we're not quite there yet for 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 that to um, fully replace that 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 human element. And and I would hope for our sanities, uh, like I said earlier on, that yeah, we don't ever get to the stage where we're completely remote, because I think that will be counterproductive as well in many ways.
1: No, that, that's great. Atif, and I guess finally, um, I'd, I'd like to perhaps ask, um, you know, you, you obviously touched on the fact it's been a very difficult time for, for many mm. reasons on a, on a personal level, obviously, for some families horrific, mm. but obviously for candidates as well, losing their jobs or being put on furlough, for example. So perhaps what advice would you give to, 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 to a candidate who may have lost their job? during this period or, you know, perhaps is, is, is a little bit facing a bit of anxiety or uncertainty about their own futures at the moment. So perhaps, you know, what would your top tips be at the moment?
0: Sure. So I think um, if, if anyone's still out there in, in, in that situation, and I'm, and I'm sure many people are, it, like it's not been, it's not been simple for and, and easy for a lot of us. Um, I think it's really important, and and it sound, might sound a bit cliched, but it's it's so so uh, prevalent for for the current situation. You have to persevere. Um, you know, if you get knocked back on on one application, or the second application, or the third application, you have to keep going. Um, and and there was a few people actually, it was it was well documented in in the Edinburgh tech market, um, you know, who who had lost jobs and who had really struggled with people not getting back to them when they're applying for jobs all those kind of things. Um but they remained um quite focused, kept applying, kept applying, and, and eventually they, they managed to find that right thing. I think um it's there are there are lots of events just now, virtual events um that, that are taking place within the tech sector. Um I would encourage people to be very active on, on LinkedIn. Um another good thing is being people have been quite selfless. Um I mean us recruiters <laughs> sometimes get a Really bad reputation, and and I know I'm not the only recruiter. There are other recruiters who've done this as well. We've been happy to connect people with businesses um, as means of introduction, even when businesses have, have stipulated that, listen, we can't afford to pay agency fees just now, or, or you know, we're we're recruiting this directly. But we've been happy to kind of nudge people in in the right direction, and 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 yes, we might not have anything to gain from in in, in the sense of a, of a fear or, or monetary value, but it's that sense of actually helping out people and, and, and getting the community back to where it needs to be because that's that's going to benefit everyone. So you have to look at the bigger picture. So I would say to those who are in that unfortunate situation just now where they might have lost a job or or, or they, they might be struggling and and they need some advice, And um, I would say, you know, be be open about um talking about your struggles. Um because I can guarantee you whatever you're going through, you're not the only one. Um there have been some great examples of, of some high profile um, sort of director level uh, people as well who, who, who lost jobs and, and were struggling and they were openly speaking about what they're struggling with on LinkedIn and sometimes just sharing what you're struggling with and realising that actually you're not the only person going through this um, can help ease the burden and, and, and can open up avenues for you. So I would definitely say if you're struggling, the worst thing that you can do is not talk about it. So talk about it with uh, with your professional um, colleagues, former colleagues, friends, family, um, and, and even on, on social media, on, on LinkedIn. Talk about it, seek help, um, and, uh, and, and don't give up. Keep on persevering.
1: Because it's not all doom and gloom, is it, Atif? I mean, presumably Absolutely. employers now are beginning. Uh, would you say you're seeing a bit of a, a pickup in terms of recruitment and general market confidence at the moment?
0: Definitely, definitely, there is, there is a pickup, um, and, and things will get better. Things, things are going to, you know, improve even more, um, and uh, and and I think we, we will come out of this uh, stronger than before, um, better equipped um, to uh, to to kick on, and uh, and hopefully, um, you know, all businesses can can get back to where where they were uh, coming coming into obviously before before COVID nineteen and. Um, and we can have a good, um, you know, growing and flowing economy again because it's it's important um, for for everyone involved. I think, but certainly for the tech sector, um, there will be a boom um, after this, and, and we just have to 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 make sure we keep things going kind along. Of
1: Perfect, um, Atif. Now that was brilliant.